This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. According to research, 92% of people give up on their goals or fail to follow through. What happens with traditional goal setting? You set the goal, go after the goal, don't hit the goal. Not only not hit the goal, but totally bomb and you feel like crap. Or you set the goal, go after the goal, reach the goal, but it happens a month later or three years later, so you still feel a little bit crappy. Or set the goal, go after the goal, and all of a sudden something shiny and new pops up and it looks better or sounds like a better idea, so you move over to that thing and then you feel crappy because you bailed on the original goal. Can you relate to these? Because I feel like I just outlined my life. (laughs) Goal setting can be a powerful tool, personally and professionally. But do you feel like you're setting the same goals, like pay off the visa, go to Hawaii, lose 10 pounds, quit drinking for real this time? And when you think about those goals, you feel completely uninspired with no real direction. Or even if you love goal setting, you're about to learn an unconventional way to set and reach those goals. No stress, not fear-based feeling like you're going to fail before you even start, but a powerful and inspirational way to look at what you truly want, feel good about what you're going after, and the way you're going after it. What's up, my friend? Welcome back to another episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh. So how do you set your sobriety goals and actually achieve them? Or any goal for that matter? If this is something you've struggled with, you're in the right place. We're going to come at this from a different angle. I know that doesn't surprise you if you've been following me for any length of time. I always tend to have a little different view of things and how they work. But I want you to think about how you want to feel, not what you want to do. And bear with me while we wrap our heads around this. What if you accomplished all your goals, but you still felt empty? you know, unfulfilled, lonely, defeated, then who cares if you reached your goals or not? So I recently came across this strategy inspired by Danielle Laporte, 
and she has a book called The Desire Map. And she talks about identifying the core feelings you want to have. And she has a whole process in her book. Again, it's called The Desire Map. I'll link that in the show notes for you if you feel inspired by what we talk about in this episode and you want to go deeper with her strategy, the link to the book will be right in the show notes so you can get that. Let's say you fell victim to Quitter's Day, right? Are you familiar with this? The second Friday of the year is Quitter's Day because by the second Friday, most people have bailed on their New Year resolutions. So if you fell victim to Quitter's Day or whatever else and you've abandoned your goals, since we're kicking off month number three of 2024, I thought this would be your perfect opportunity to get back on track with a fresh perspective. And I've been practicing this strategy myself, and I've used it with a couple of my clients in my Renew You coaching program. And I have to say, it's an interesting shift that definitely brings more motivation to goal setting. And one of my clients, Lisa, was saying to me the other day, she's a high-functioning, high-achieving person. And any high-achieving person has to be good at setting goals to some degree, right? Because you can't be a high achiever if you can't set some goals. But she said to me a couple of weeks ago that this strategy was making it easier for her to get through her days and get through cravings because it shifts the focus from the thing, the craving or the goal, right? It shifts that focus to the person she wants to be. And that's always going to be more motivating, right? Another thing I want to point out here is goal setting, like most things, is not an all or nothing situation. And talking about Lisa just triggered this thought for me, meaning most of us are great sometimes and not so great other times. If you find yourself feeling baffled as to why you can hit all your goals professionally or you're great with fitness goals, but you can't seem to get it together with drinking or food, know that all the rest of us are in the same boat. Don't label yourself as bad at goals because some are more difficult for you than others. This is how we all are. I'm great with exercise. It comes easy to me now. I schedule it. It's a non-negotiable. But following through on other things feels like a lost cause for me. And it took a long time for me to get great with exercise goals. That was a very long journey. And I know you can relate to that because it's normal. And for anything you want to achieve or change, it starts with your mindset. You aren't going to be great at accomplishing things if you consistently tell yourself how bad you are at it. So start there. Think about the goals you have set and achieved and all the wonderful things you've done in your life and all the wonderful things you've done for other people and get your mindset right first. Don't have an expectation of ease and simplicity. I don't say that to be discouraging, but to be honest and realistic. When we have unrealistic expectations, it sets us up for failure because the very moment it doesn't go well, we want to give up. We want to ridicule ourselves for not doing a good job, and we bail on everything. The truth is, it's challenging, not hard. 
but it will challenge you and it will require more effort than you probably want to give. You will F it up. You will struggle and that's okay. That's how you get better and stronger. Then you can set bigger goals and do more things that light you up. Just understand from the beginning that this isn't meant to be a perfect journey and there is no expectation that you write down a goal and you nail it. There will be days you hit it out of the park, an absolute home run, and there will be days that you totally forget you even set a new goal, like it doesn't even cross your mind. It's okay. It's a roller coaster. It's not a straight line. So let's get into this. The number one thing, so what this whole thing is about, is your core desired feelings. And this is what Danielle Laporte talks about in her book, The Desire Map. Again, I linked that in the show notes for you. Identify your core desired feelings. How do you want to feel about yourself, about your life? And I'm going to share some of the things that I wrote down for me and explain them a little bit so that you can get the juices flowing, right? And kind of see what this means, your core desired feelings, and really start thinking this through. I'm going to encourage you also to stay away from big overarching words, uh, confidence, success, right? Because those words have so many tinier words that (laughs) go with them. Like, it can make you disconnect, right? Also, like when you think about a word like success, you may have a view of how you see other people's success, right? Success is about respect, but I don't want you living according to other people's thoughts and ideals, right? So try to stay away from some of those bigger words and really get intentional and internal about what your core desired feelings are. I'll tell you the number one for me is freedom. And this has been a parallel in my life for so many decades. It's crazy because I want to be free from the grips of anything and everything. I do not want to feel controlled by anything or anyone. And this was true with alcohol. I was so freaking tired of feeling like me as a human being, my life, how I showed up in my life, everything was controlled by alcohol because it took so much of my mind space and my energy. I was either beating myself up for it or physically feeling like crap recovering from it or planning it, right? But all of my energy went into this thing and I just freaking hated it because I felt like I had no freedom. This was the same thing for me with sugar. You know, I gave up sugar several months ago and it was the same thing. And I said to one of my girlfriends, I was like, I'm just tired of being sugar's bitch. And that's how I felt. Sorry to be crass, but that's exactly how I felt. Like, again, same thing like with alcohol. It just was taking up all of my mind space. I was either thinking about ways to control it, beating myself up for not controlling it, meal planning, talking about it with friends. Like, it was just all consuming and it stole my freedom. And I don't like that. I want to be free. And all these things 
these vices and behaviors and habits, they steal my freedom. They take away my free will. And that pisses me off. So freedom is like my number one always. Some other ones that I think about really regularly, um, a calm mind, that is a desired feeling for me, right? I am, like most of us, I am ADHD. My hyperactivity isn't in behavior, but it's internal. It's in my brain. My brain is a very hyperactive, crazy place, and it is, it's madness, right? It's really important to me to have a sense of calm and to have plenty of tools I can use to calm my mind. And there are days that I can't do this at all. In fact, I've just gone through a couple of weeks where I had zero control over my brain. It was madness. It was all over the place. I was all over the place. I couldn't get any clarity. I couldn't focus on things. And it was incredibly frustrating. And I was still utilizing my tools and doing my best. It probably would have been far worse. But literally, I just went through a couple of weeks like that. So understand there's nothing wrong with you if you have these periods of time that aren't great. But still use your tools to be the best you can. So I need to have a calm mind to the best of my ability. Empowered. This is always a really big one for me. And this is what I love about being an alcoholic, right? Being an alcoholic is the most empowering thing that ever happened to me. It is single-handedly the thing that made me pay attention to my life, that made me get into action and take my life seriously. It challenged me to push all of my intrinsic beliefs about myself and, and my behaviors that I don't love, right? Like I'm super lazy. Being an alcoholic forced me to challenge all of those conventions in how I had lived because I had to change everything to get out of that mess, right? But it was so empowering because it showed me what I'm capable of. It showed me what I can do as a human being. It showed me how strong I am and what I can handle. And there really isn't anything I can't handle. So empowered is very important to me to know that I have power in my life, in my choices. The outcomes of my life are a product of my choices. That's very powerful, especially coming from a place of feeling like I didn't have my free will, right? Powerless, not having any control over anything to step into myself and a new version of myself and a new life and feel empowered, always super important for me. Um, aligned. This is another one I really love. Being in alignment. And what this means is when I say I want something, my actions have to match my words. So say, let me just give you a random example. Say I want to um, grow my Facebook group by 5,000 people. If I set that goal, then my actions need to align with that goal, meaning I need to be taking action on a daily basis to be in alignment with reaching the goal. That means I can't lay on the couch and binge watch Netflix for five hours a day because that's not helping me grow my Facebook group, 
right? If you want to be sober, you don't want to drink, then the actions you take on a daily basis need to be in alignment with not drinking. And this is what you hear me talk about. You can't be different if you don't do things differently. That's alignment. If I say this is what I want and this is what I'm working toward, then my daily actions need to be in alignment with the goal. Does that make sense? I'm fulfilled. This is another one for me. I I need to be fulfilled. I want to always feel fulfilled. I want that sense of happiness and a sense of feeling whole right? That's an important one to me. So those are just a few to get your creative juices flowing, but get clear on your core desired feelings. And then the next part of this is we start eliminating the things that don't work. Once you're clear on how you want to feel, then you start looking at the pieces of your life and you're like, okay, well, what's not getting me there? What am I doing that isn't in alignment with being empowered? What am I doing on a daily basis or a weekly basis that isn't aligned with my goals that I'm trying to achieve? If I want to feel fulfilled, there may be some people that I don't hang out with anymore. You know, I definitely have some people in my life that aren't super positive and energizing. So I can see them very little. Like I have to have those boundaries where the time that I spend with those people, I love them, but that time has to be small because it sucks up my energy and that doesn't make me feel fulfilled. So I need to remove those things, right? I have all kinds of little time wasting things I do, like working from home. There's always a million distractions. I have to start taking those things out of the picture. Sometimes that means going to work somewhere else where I can't get distracted by 2000 things, right? But you eliminate what doesn't work. If you want to sit down and watch four hours of television a night, but one of your core desired feelings is empowered, then you may want to look at that, right? Is four hours of television at night making you feel empowered? Maybe you need to remove that. Maybe you need to cut it down. I'm a big TV watcher, right? It is my relaxation kind of mind relaxing thing. So I'm not telling you don't do it, but I'm telling you to really pay attention to what you're doing and how you're spending your time. And is it in alignment with your core desired feelings? And then after you've identified some things that you can remove, right? Eliminating the things that don't work, eliminating the things that aren't aligned with your core desired feelings. Then you start matching your actions with your goals, right? Now you can start identifying, okay, these are my core desired feelings. What can I do to feel these feelings? What are some actions I can take that are in alignment with these core desired feelings? What kind of activities are those? What kind of people are those? Which people in your life get you closer to those core desired feelings? And how can you spend more time with them or more quality time with them? How can you make that a priority and make it happen? Right? So start matching your actions and your daily activities start matching them to your core desired feelings. This is just a brief synopsis of her process. And I love it. It's so inspiring to think, okay, I can really put my life 
in alignment with my core desired feelings. Like these are choices you get to make. This is how you create the life you want. Being intentional. Ooh, intentional. That's, that's another great core desired feeling. But I want you to think about this. And like with anything, if you really want to achieve it, sit down with a pen and paper and write it out. And then make yourself some post-it notes with your three to five core desired feelings and put those post-it notes everywhere to consistently remind yourself what's important to you and what you've really put some good thought and energy into to create the life you want. Put some of those post-it notes around your office, in your office drawer. So when you pull the drawer open, you see it and it reminds you of the person you want to become and the life you want to create. Okay, so with that, those core desired feelings I wanted to share with you today, maybe I'll share more goals in future episodes, but now it's your turn. I want you to choose those feelings. How do you want to feel? If you set goals and you're already kind of pushing them back, like, "Mm, I don't want to look at them right now. They're too hard. They're stressing me out. Let's revisit the goals you set for yourself. Let's make sure you've set up goals that have you excited and challenged. And if you're already charging forward with your goals, then just keep going, my friend. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love when we get to hang out and share this life journey, and I get to share a little bit about what my own personal journey looks like. And if you're struggling to follow through on your sobriety goals and you feel exhausted and defeated and a little mad at the whole thing, then think about taking bigger action. When you finally get angry at alcohol for stealing your time and energy and happiness, that's when you're ready to make big moves and handle it once and for all. And when you find yourself in that place, I'm your person. When you're in the, I'm done effing around and playing games with this thing, I'm ready for my life to be different and I want to start right now, that's when you call me. You can schedule a call with me in just a couple of clicks, see if we're a good fit to work together. Addictionunlimited.com forward slash call. Of course, that link is in the show notes, but I would be honored to chat with you and start getting a plan together to get you where you want to be. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.